Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We're talking about podcasts. We're talking about itty bitty podcasts. Podcast. <laughs> Merry Mini Monday, Chunkies. I'm surprised. And I'm Carter. <laughs> I am shocked. And I'm Doge. And I knew what was happening the whole time. And I'm Jordan. <laughs> I'm going to dive right into it. We've got news. It's the news time. Today's news is called Jiminy Princess. <laughs> um, so it feels like uh, whether the world should be or not, I think there's a different opinion uh, when you look to your left and a different opinion when you look to your right. Uh, things are kind of reopening. Uh, things are kind of starting again. We're getting, we're starting to get some of those juicy movie rumors back and some castings. Uh, little things like uh, Dune is going to do a few uh, either reshoots. Uh, they're going back to Europe, so the cast is going in the in the post production process to catch a few more scenes. Uh, that keeps rolling. Uh, we we get tons of stuff about uh, Tenet all the time. Like that's a yeah. big deal. Uh, Robert Pattinson is working out, so a lot of people are relieved. He has he has actually released his workout regimen. Uh, for the Batman, so people are excited about that. But we've got some castings here. His so workout regimen is pretty funny, though. It's like it is. He <laughs> runs it is. some. He's been boxing, so he's probably going to keep doing that. And like he yeah. eats healthy. Speaking <laughs> of Robert Pattinson, yeah, because part of his workout is you know it's it really a lot of it depends on when Kristen Stewart is available um, <laughs> to just jump on while he goes from tree to tree. Yeah, exactly. That uh, training tough. in Seattle right now, but Kristen Stewart. So I said Jiminy Princess, Kristen Stewart. Uh, is being cast. Have you heard about this? As I did see oh, this. Princess Diana in a movie uh, coming up. Okay, thoughts. I think I can. I can see how if they do some a little bit of prosthetic that she could look like her. I have not seen anything in Kristen Stewart's body of work that is going to convince me that Princess Diana will have a British accent in this movie, <laughs> right? That's I don't think she could do it. Yeah, that's what's tough too, because it's like you got England's rose here, and we're casting America's rose. <laughs> yeah, that's what I've always one of our her. top yeah, fifty most said. famous pale persons. <laughs> like, yeah, that's fair. <laughs> it doesn't. I'm not sure about that, but here's here's a little something that's more interesting. So, have y'all heard of the Pinocchio m- movie that is in the works right now? No, mm-hmm. Guillermo del Toro, right? Guillermo Guillermo. Yes, Mr. Del Toro if himself. If it's easier, if it's Guillermo. easier, you can take a two chunks deep cut. 
I think on our second mini Monday, I told the story about how one time I was at a party and somebody was like, dude, Diego Del Gorbo. I love Diego Del Gorbo. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I think the title of the episode was Diego Del Gorbo. I think so. <laughs> so Guillermo. Diego. Ooh. William. Diego, Del, Diego Del Gorbo. Is doing a Pinocchio movie and they have their Jiminy Cricket. Have y'all seen this? I no. did. To be voiced by Ewan McGregor. <gasps> so interesting. I love it. Yeah. yeah I'm I mean, into he's it. got have have neither of y'all seen Moulin Rouge? Uh no, I have not. I've only seen the first Moulin. Super. <laughs> yeah, not I haven't seen the sequel. I'm not a big I'm not a big <laughs> sequel guy for my animated. I thought they left it in a really good place. I just didn't want to pick it back up again. I know. And then they've got the prequel before she fought for the army, the when she's in the Winter Olympics. That one was good too. <laughs> Moulin Luge. Um <laughs> Oof. Boy, I sure did stumble into that one, Woof. didn't I? <laughs> oh boy. Well, to end this episode. <laughs> I'm going to just disappear. Um, oh, so yeah, man. we've got Ewan, and I wanted to show y'all the gif of when Rotten Tomatoes uh, Instagram or when their Twitter announced it. This is just for my for my pod boys here, because we do have a special relationship outside. He's like, "Hello there," <laughs> that he's Jiminy. So that's that'll be interesting. But I, all that to say, in Moulin Rouge, he's got some pretty good singing chops. Like he can sing well. So when Dang. you wish, I mean, that's like the that is the main song for Disney. And so we yeah. might have him singing that. So is he Scotland's and of course, Rose? He he's very likely Scotland's Rose. Okay. So we we do have all those roses today. We did That's what I um we lost somebody though. So I was gonna do a Star Was Born. Uh, and then things kind of just changed all of it completely. I think it was an announcement, was it this morning? I saw it. Adam not if it was this morning. Um so at 88 years old we lost Ian Holm this morning. Uh, oh no, Sir Ian. Yeah. And so in his honor, you know, Ian Holm happens to be that that ingredient to a lot of my favorite movies. And I remember noticing that several years ago when uh like The Fifth Element is one of my favorite like go-to watches at any time of the day, any time of the year, any time of my life and he's even in that. So I was like, "Wait a minute. Lord of the Rings, Alien like Fifth Element, all this good stuff. So yeah. here's what we're going to do today. I want us to do, in honor of, of Sir Ian Holm, we're going to do a Synopsis Us. Mm. Great. We're going to play okay. a good, I good game, Synopsis Us. And so because it still is a little bit new, uh, Synopsis Us is, uh, I'm taking some relatively popular movies that I assume that these guys have seen. Maybe Maybe someday we'll do some that they haven't, and that could be fun too. Uh, but they together will try and get as close to as possible um, the synopsis written on imdb.com, the internet movie database, uh, by just creating it one word at a time. So if y'all have ever played that game before, have we ever thought of what the actual name of that, the OG game is? No. I'm sure there's a name kind of, for it. I have no idea what it is. There probably is. It um, seems a little a little unfair to you, Carter. If Maybe if you win by us making a bad synopsis. I mean, I'm... People have called me the synop hopper of our show before. Just hop, true. In, hop into the best synopsi. Yeah. And so it's like, I don't know. It's 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 hard to put myself in a position of not knowing what a good synopsis would be. You know? That's true. That's yeah, true. Yeah, and I help. <laughs> and I help. Like people don't even recognize that voice. Like, who is that? Who's that? And I'm here too. <laughs> is that the sandwich oh, guy? The Jordan guy. 
Um, luckily, we still have a Lord of the Rings movie left. Oh, boy. Uh, we have oh, yeah. not done Return the synopsis the for, uh, and Ian Holm does have a role in that, uh, the Lord of the Rings, the Return of the King. And so the way that this starts is to kind of help these guys out. Uh, they get to guess how many uh, proper names are in the actual synopsis. So these are actual like names of characters. We do not include names of places. So Mordor, uh, the Shire, things like that don't count towards this count. Um, and then from there, once they know the amount, uh, they, they get a guess at the actual synopsis itself to kind of provide some structure here. So we'll start with The Lord of the Rings, The Return of the King. Do y'all have any guesses as to how many uh, proper names are in this synopsis? And almost all synopsis so far, I think all of them have been one sentence. That is the, the same case here. Okay. I, th- I think two. I think three. Who do you think it is? Frodo, Aragorn, and Gandalf. I think it's Frodo and Sam. There's actually four. Okay. What if whoever's closest to the real number gets to start, gets to give the first word? Oh, that's fun. I love that. That's fun. I like that. So that's me? So now so we what got did you, some, say, I said you said three. three? Four. I'll say four. <laughs> <laughs> so Jordan does get to go first because uh, he was closer. So we have uh, four, actually four names. Uh, so we've got four proper names here in the synopsis for the Lord of the Rings, the return of of the king. Okay, so I think it's probably for me, I think it's probably Frodo, Aragorn, Gandalf, and Sauron. Yeah, probably. <clears throat> I'm ready. Go for it. You've you're the first word. Wait, do y'all want to hear your synopsis that you created for the other Yeah, bring us up to speed. Of the trilogy? Bring okay. us up to speed on our interpretation of Peter Yeah, so Jackson's if you remember in Fellowship of the Ring, in Fellowship of the Ring, uh, when a dimin- when a diminutive hobbit named Frodo Baggins stumbles over to his inheritance, he must undertake a perilous journey to stop the forces. Okay. I can hear the Hobbit flute theme in my head. I can mm-hmm. hear it. I, I'm mm-hmm. transported immediately yep. to a magical and then land. Our uh, two towers. The separated members of the fellowship must continue their mission while Frodo and Sam, with the help of the creature Gollum, trek towards Sauron's favorite mountain. Meanwhile, <laughs> Faramir is there to help defeat the forces. That second so, one's a banger. That's a that classic is a banger. hit. That one's good. Then we threw in some Faramir because that's the other proper Yeah, name. who knew? Who knew? And again, those were the creations of Jordan and Doge. Those were not can the actual any, synopsis. Can anybody write an IMDb synopsis? We should absolutely submit these to IMDb. Oh, you should submit those. <laughs> that would be funny. I'm sure you can. So here we go. The Lord of the Rings, The Return of the King. Give it a go. Jordan, you start us off. We've got four proper names. As... Frodo. Nears. Mount. Doom. To. Destroy. The. Ring. Forever. And. Save. (laughs) Trying to get to a name here, (laughs) Dush. Middle Earth. Comma. Gandalf. And. Aragorn. Lead. The charge against Sauron and his forces. Yes. We had to stick with that forces trilogy. So here is your synopsis. As Frodo nears Mount Doom to destroy the ring forever and save Middle Earth, (laughs) Gandalf and Aragorn 
lead the charge against Saurond and his forces. Saurond with a D, huh? I didn't mean to do that. Saurond <laughs> Dude, for the, and his forces. For the forces. first like six <laughs> words, I thought we got it perfectly until I realized you were reading our synopsis. I was like, oh, dude. We got it. Yeah, no, no, that's your created synopsis. So are you ready? Gandalf and Aragorn lead the world of men against Sauron's army. You know what, guys? There were five. I blew this game for you. Against, wait, do you want to, do you want to, uh, Sam is the other name. Okay, where do you want to, where do you want to input that? We'll say as Frodo and Sam. Okay, so we'll read that one again. So as Frodo and Sam near nears, <laughs> it was as Frodo nears. Would it be as Frodo and Sam nears Mount Doom? Y- yes. <laughs> no, but yes. Okay. As Frodo and Sam nears Mount Doom to destroy the ring forever and save Middle Earth, Gandalf and Aragorn lead the charge against Sauron and the force and his forces. So here's the actual synopsis. Gandalf and Aragorn lead the world of men against Sauron's army to draw his gaze from Frodo and Sam as they approach Mount Doom with the One Ring. Okay. Th- that felt that might be our best one. One of the closest, I think yeah. it is, because you also were five for five. And I think if y'all had known there were five, it would have been Sam, right? Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. totally. Or Faramir shows yeah, up again. Yeah, could have been Faramir. Faramir is still there. He's still there. So, very good job. Next, this one might be more fun. It's a big favorite for me. I don't know how many times y'all have seen it, but we're honoring Sir Ian Holm here. The fifth element. Dude, I have You're never going to seen write the a fifth synopsis. This I've is, also never seen it. Here we go. Let's so. do this. Oh, this is Let's see if we good. can get it. Let's do this. I, okay. With, with the amount of times that I have said that is one of my favorite movies, and y'all haven't seen it. I just feel like we're hey, going to hey, end up doing an episode about it. Just and I want to go into that. watched Community. Okay. You just watched Community. That is true. That is true. Okay. Um, Touche. I think there. I think there is one name. One proper name in this, because I only know one the, name from this movie. I think there's two proper names in this. Actually, no, 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 sorry. I think there's zero proper names in this. Doge will start us off because there's actually two. Okay. okay. Well, I have no idea what this movie's about. It's great. Let's do it. This is good. Okay. When Reap a Cheap. There you go. There's one of our names. What is Reepicheep? Why have I heard that, that name before? Narnia? He's a mouse from Narnia. Oh, yeah. Crosses <laughs> the gap between universes, comma, he must prove that there are more than four elements. <laughs> With the help of, I don't know the name that you know, uh, one person named Faramir. (laughs) So here's the fifth element. I hope we get to return to this. We'll find a way to watch this movie. When Reepicheep crosses the gap between universes... He must prove that there are more than four elements with the help of one person named Faramir. <laughs> that seems pretty oh, accurate to me. <laughs> the actual synopsis of the fifth element. Actual meaning what IMDb has chosen to be the synopsis. Oh, in the colorful future, a cab driver unwittingly becomes the central figure in the search for a legendary cosmic weapon to keep 
Evil, and Evil is capitalized because Evil is a character in that movie, and Mr. Zorg at bay. (laughs) Mr. Zorg is Gary Oldman's character. That sounds equally made up as ours. (laughs) Doesn't it? It really does. That's kind of a perfect one to do that. Okay, so maybe we were a little bit closer on Return of the King. Finally, let's do uh, Alien, one we have actually reviewed, the hit 1979 film Alien. How many proper names do we have here? One. Yeah, I think one. Who starts then if y'all said the same thing? I'll defer. I'll say, I'll give it I'll to say zero for funsies, just to mix it up. Jordan, you're correct. Okay. For the sake of Ooh. mixing it up. So you'll go first. There are zero <clears throat> proper names in this. So we don't get to use the actual name of the xenomorph, which was Faramir, which is crazy. Yeah, that, that is wild. That is crazy. A lot of people don't know that. V. Crew? That is literally the word I wanted you to use. I, pulled, I plucked it from your brain. <laughs> Inserted it into my mouth and spoke it into being. <laughs> of a ship, I guess, works. Encounter. A deadly threat in space. <laughs> Period. Period. <laughs> <laughs> the crew of a ship encounter a deadly threat in space. Well, I mean, that's a good synopsis for Alien. That's also a good synopsis for a lot of movies. <laughs> Most sci-fi movies, in fact. That's, I think that works for every Star Wars. It does. <laughs> uh, what's funny is this is the probably the longest synopsis we have. Wow. Uh, after a space merchant vessel receives an unknown transmission as a distress call, one of the crew is attacked by a mysterious life form, and they soon realize that its life cycle... Has merely begun. Ooh, that's a nice, creepy synopsis. Yeah, that's a good a synopsis. Good movie, dude. Ours is good Such too. a good movie. I think y'all's is great. Ours is great for a lot of movies. Ours is great. That was probably the synopsis you wrote for Alien is probably better than the synopsis you wrote for Fifth Element. Like, makes more sense to Fifth Element. Yeah, than the Fifth it would Element work for one. Fifth Element. Probably. probably, I don't know. I don't know. You yeah. just might have to pull that out of your hat on any of those in the future. Any of those space ones we get that you're not sure about. So yeah, that was synopsis us in honor of the of the uh, the late great Sir Ian Holm. Mm. We very much appreciate your contribution to something we love very much. This podcast. Um, I'm going to. We have a new uh, a new little bit here, uh, and it and it uh, is here to really let us hear the voices of the chunkies out there. Uh, Doge, would you like to help us introduce this? Guys, congratulations. Uh, yay what happened what happened you were part of a brand new segment of mini monday and it's called what's in the box what's in the box the in the inbox that is what's in the inbox we asked uh some of our dear dear listeners to send us some questions and uh now we're going to send them some answers so listen very closely while we type and you just have to guess what we're saying to them (laughs) no we're going to answer them on air because this is a podcast and that's how we do it our first question is a softball and it comes to us from Abby. And it says, what is your favorite taco place in Dallas? Quick. You don't have time to think about it. You have to answer Favorite right taco now. place in Dallas? Favorite taco place in Dallas. Um, Trompo. Uh, which I've taken you boys to before. Trompo's delicious. Uh, my answer is La Tacos. Okay, my answer is Tacos Ooh. Mariachi. Okay. Ooh, all very good. Very good. Awesome. La Ventana so has the understand. best churro I've ever had. It's a very oh good churro. Oh my gosh, I haven't had a churro in forever. With that dulce de leche uh-huh. inside? Churros were one of my favorite features of the world before. 
before the <laughs> land became blighted and the sun didn't shine. <laughs> yes. Uh, next question comes from Rebecca. What makes you guys love movies? Ooh. Production, creativity, dialogue. If you could zero in, uh, I guess, if you could zero in on, on one element, what is it that makes a movie just really stand out to you? Um, I So I have long been um, really drawn in and like obsessed with just kind of stories. I think, um, I've always loved, you know, books, video games, TV, movies, just any way to consume a story. And there's something about movies that, um, there is like, there is like a risk and a pressure to condensing a story into a movie time frame. And obviously a movie time frame can go anywhere from, you know, 80 minutes to three and a half hours, but there just is something so, um, there's a lot of courage, I think, to step out and say, I can tell this story on screen in this amount of time. And the number of time it succeeds is just so like enticing to me. Uh, I just, I just yeah. love like consuming stories in that way. I think it's a really like obvious, I, I don't think it's crazy to be like movies are cool, man, but like, it's just such a great way to, like take in a story and be, you know, transported somewhere for a little while. I love that. That's good. Um, are we also, are we getting the, do we know the names of these questionnaires that people are asking? Yeah. This one's from Rebecca. I said it's from Rebecca. Rebecca. I'm so sorry. Yeah. Um, uh, Rebecca, I'll call you Becca. If that's it's Becky. Okay. okay. I'm um, going to call you, I'm going to call you Rebby because I'm certain that's not your nickname. <laughs> uh, for me, it's, it is characters. Uh, no doubt. And a lot of that has to do definitely with the storytelling. I think, I think ours are going to overlap a little bit, but yeah, I think just fascinating people completely drive, uh, and characters can be anything. Sometimes they're not people, you know, we just talked about alien, the xenomorph in itself is a character, one of the more creative, uh, antagonists I've ever seen on screen in my yeah. life. But yeah, I think I am so excited to meet new characters when I start a movie. For me, it probably lands somewhere somewhere around the creativity of the concept. Um, because I, I mean, I don't really dislike many movies. I love engaging with stories in all forms, but I, I especially love it uh, when it's presented in a new concept. You know what I mean? When mm -hmm. it's like, I have never seen something like that before. I've never thought of something like that before. We're going to get to a couple of these Nolan movies in the next couple of weeks that really, really scratch that itch for me. Yeah. Great question. That's good. I love that we all have one that's different. Aw. 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 Hey, what's in the box? Well, guys, I hope we all remember Rebecca's name, Rebby's name, <laughs> because Rebby asks another question, and it's also a banger. Rebby's great at asking these podcast questions. She says, what was the first movie that changed you? Ooh. <gasps> oh, my. I know. It's a good one, right? Wow. You know what? I've got mine. Uh, and I think it was the first time that my... Yeah. So I think it was the the... It's one of the most nostalgic movies, and I think it's very much because all the pieces were so well put together, and it still holds up, but I was like, oh, man, this is immersive. Like, I think Jurassic Park changed me because uh, yeah. it kind of hit everything, and it was even perfect for the age that I was at the time that it came out, but I remember being so immersed by something. I think Jurassic Park was the first movie we've mentioned before that experience that you have when you're watching a movie and you can't see the outsides of the screen. You know what I'm talking about? Like you, you forget yeah. that you're in a theater or you forget you're, that you're in your living mm -hmm. room. Like Jurassic Park still does that for yeah. me. I remember having a moment of being like, this is real. 
and it still held up. So Jurassic Park, I think, was the first movie that I can remember just rocking my world. Still holds up, by the way. Watched it recently. Oh, my gosh. It's it's amazing. Yes. If I ever get that Spielberg series I've been pushing you guys for, we're going to do that (laughs) one. I just don't know if there's enough content. You know, (laughs) He's only made like three movies. (laughs) I have a tie for this answer. And it's maybe the only time these two movies have ever been mentioned (laughs) in the same sentence. One of them uh, showed me superheroes come to life in a way that I'd not seen yet uh, and showed me that it was cool to like superheroes and cool to like those kinds of movies. And the other one is the first time I remember empathizing to the point of tears with the movie. Uh, The first movie is 2002's Spider-Man, Sam Raimi Spider-Man. Amazing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Loved that movie when it came out. Still love it. Honestly, probably for all its flaws, I still really, really love it. The That's second great. movie is, and I have not watched this in, gosh, maybe, maybe two decades. No, it hasn't even been out for two decades. It's been a long time since I've watched this movie and it might be problematic and it might not hold up now. But I, the first time I remember like understanding that movies are a powerful tool for empathy and understanding other people's stories was when I watched radio. Mm. Do you guys remember the yeah. movie radio? Yeah. Cuba Gooding Jr. Yeah. yeah. I don't know why that one sticks out to me as yeah, particularly important fun. in that way. And it has a 35 on Rotten Tomatoes and a 38 on Metacritic. So I'm not certain that it's good, but when <laughs> I saw it in 2003, it definitely affected sure. me. <laughs> yeah. I think that's good. Um, I have, I talk about it a lot with, um, Callie, my wife, and I actually brought it up in counseling weirdly, but when when I finish something, whether it's a TV show, book, movie, whatever, um, and it 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 especially affected me, I am just overcome with these like waves of melancholy that are like not good and not bad either. Like the way I describe it is like I would never it feels really hollow, like I would shake like a maraca if you shook me. Um but it it's if I never felt it again, I would be very sad. Like I would miss the feeling. But if I felt it for huh. too long, it would drive me crazy. So it's 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 like it's not unpleasant, but it's not pleasant either. It's so strange. Um, and I love when I'm some when something ends and I feel that, even if I don't know right away why that feeling's there, I'm always like, okay, I need to investigate this in me and see what this connected to. Um, the first movie I remember doing it. Is and this is weird, but it it was actually a <clears throat> an, a Disney Channel original movie from when we were pretty young, starring Shia LaBeouf. Um, it was called True Confessions, yep. and it was the story of this girl was making like video diaries about her life, and she had a, a special needs twin brother, and it sort of dealt with like she was dealing with guilt that you know like her brother was special needs and she was not. And she was sort of like chronicling his life and her life together. And like the, I don't know, man, I wept as like a seven year old child. Wow. I've never seen that movie. I don't, again, I haven't watched it since I was a kid. My guess is it probably holds up. Cause this was at the time when Disney was trying to do like real things, you know, it was before they got yeah. into like some of the goofier stuff. Um, and so my guess is it probably holds up. Okay. But man, I just remember like that movie I think changed is a good word. It, it, that elevated my expectation for what movies were at a very young age. I that's, love that. I'm learning so much question. about my friends. Yeah, that's a great, that's that is a great question. question. I've never been asked that. 
Give us another. Our last question, the last thing that's in the box comes to us from Colton. And Colton asks, what's the first movie you remember watching over and over? The Lion King for me. Definitely The Lion King. I remember distinctly watching that over and over. And it came out the year I was born. And that's like my earliest movie memory is laying on the floor at my grandmother's house and being scared whenever Scar slaps that little mouse at the beginning. Man, I watched The Lion King a lot. Um, But I think the most vivid memory I have of just wearing out a movie is probably Toy Story. Yeah. Just like watching it to the point where I I bet the VHS stopped working eventually. (laughs) I want want to ask my parents about this because I bet they were like, huh, this one's going to be interesting. (laughs) Like as I'm growing up, but like of all of our, of all of the Disney movies that we had, which were in that plastic, that wonderful plastic screeching open, like Mm -hmm. yes, VHS. The one that I watched the most as a kid and several times a day was Alice in Wonderland. Interesting. Really? The like 1954. Yeah. Just trip of a yeah. movie. <laughs> and yeah, who knows? Maybe that helped me uh, in my adolescence just tap into some creativity and just, I don't know. It's definitely a weird one out of all the other ones. Yeah. Little Mermaid is Little Mermaid is probably number two. Um, I would like, uh, again, like as, as an only child, <laughs> uh, my friends were the ones I created. Uh, and so I think my, my parents recall all the time of like when they would have guests over for like dinner and stuff. Like I, I offered to be the entertainment. And so, so I would funny. just do as much of like the favorite part of my movie of like of some of those movies. And I remember being Sebastian for people all the time. <laughs> um, yeah. But yeah, Alice in Wonderland is what I've watched the most as a kid, for sure. That's the first one I remember. I wonder if that's why again. something like the fifth element appeals to you so much. If there's something down the rabbit holey about just like. Yeah. I mean, and, and loving yeah. characters. I mean, the, the, yeah. like there's so many eclectic, that's probably one of the, like, some of the, the most Faramir. eclectic ensemble that Disney has had. Yeah, that's fair. Ever. Just really, really strange. I'm going to make sure um, to, I'm going to make sure to bookmark that clip. Uh, in this episode where you said my friends are the ones I created because that would be yeah. excellent. In the last episode of two chunks and a hunk, the final twist is that Jordan and I never existed. <laughs> oh, just Carter doing all three voices. Mind. That's very good. <laughs> uh, my gosh. Uh, to end this episode, uh, I'd like your name. I'm just going to simply, uh, I'm just going to give mine without any added stuff because I, this is going to be special. Uh, so if you are the people that I have created and I'm just talking to my own imagination, I want you to give me your name and tell me uh, what memories did I form you from? Like how were, how did I create you and why did I, why did I create you? Um, and again, Doge, thanks for taking the lead on what's in the box. I think that's going to be a fun one. It's super fun. Thank you everybody who yeah, sent thanks. in questions. So uh, my name is Carter, and I uh, we will find out, you know, bookmark this, because you're going to find out on the very last episode of Two Chunks and a Hunk, which, by the way, I don't even like talking about, um, and I promise it's not coming anytime soon, um, that I created these two, because I, I uh, my friends were the ones I've created, and it has continued to be. I just live alone, <laughs> and I have for a long time. Up in these hills. I'm Carter's imaginary friend, Doge. And he created me after he saw a like 
a Renaissance painting of Jesus and was like, what would it look like if that guy was my age and wanted to hang out with me? And that's where I come from. (laughs) Um, I'm Carter's imaginary friend, Jordan. And the first time Carter took a bite of a warm, soft pretzel with that rock salt on top, dipped in some warm, stinky cheese. He was like, I wish there was someone to share this experience with me. And then right there, there I was. Been been here the whole I'll time. I'll do it. I'm just hearing the inside out music in my head, like the beginning of the beginning of inside <laughs> yes. out. Back then it was just me and Carter. Me the pretzel boy and Carter the human. <laughs> the Jesus Doge comes in. It's like a real uh woody buzz situation. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.